Chapter One When the young gentleman, strolling through the park with his gun on his shoulder and an elderly spaniel at his heels, came within sight of the house, it occurred to him that the hour must be farther advanced than he had supposed, for the sun had sunk below the great stone pile, and an autumnal mist was already creeping over the ground. Amongst the trees the mist had been scarcely perceptible, but when the gentlemen emerged from their shelter onto an avenue which ran through the undulating lawns to the south front of the mansion, he perceived that the vista was clouded, and became, for the first time, aware of a chill striking through his light nankeen jacket. He quickened his steps a little, but instead of pursuing his way to the main front with its handsome colonnade of the Corinthian order and cupola surmounting the central compartment, he turned off the avenue, and, traversing an elegant flower-garden embellished with various classical statues, approached a side entrance in the east wing. The house, which occupied the site of an earlier building destroyed by fire half a century before, was a comparatively modern edifice, designed in the classic style, and executed in stone and stuccoed brick. A 450-foot frontage made it impressive, and its proportions being extremely nice and its situation agreeable, it was held by every traveller's guidebook to be worth a visit of inspection on such days as its noble owner allowed it to be thrown open to the public. The inquiring traveller was informed that while the park and the pleasure grounds were sumptuously adorned with works of art, these embellishments were not obtrusive, scarcely any object occurring to violate the principles of modern taste in garden arrangement, the park, very richly timbered, was also adorned by water. It measured above ten miles in circumference, and was traversed by an avenue three miles in length. The gardens, which were varied and extensive, bespoke the attentions of an extremely skilled gardener, with underlings who permitted no weed to show its head, and no hedge or border to grow ragged. Formal beds were arranged with propriety of taste, and even the wilderness beyond the Italian garden and the shrubbery was kept under decorous restraint. Sale Park, read the guidebook, the principal seat of His Grace the Duke of Sale, is a spacious and handsome structure, with colonnades connecting the wings with the central elevation, and a grand portico supporting a richly ornamented pediment. The visitor was then adjured to pause a while to admire the ornamental water, the luxuriant growth of noble trees, and the view to be obtained from the south, or main front, before turning his gaze upon the stately mansion itself, and absorbing all the glories of Corinthian columns, pediments, cupolas, which rendered it worthy of study.